Welcome to the Tusk Partners Group Dental Practice Fundamentals Podcast. 20 minutes devoted to giving you the tools and insights into how to best start, grow, or sell your business. Hello, and welcome to all of our dental industry friends and colleagues. My name is Kevin Cumbus, and I'm one of the co-founders here at Tusk. For those of you who aren't familiar with us and our work, we're a strategic consulting and M&A advisory firm that focuses exclusively in the group dental practice space. We work with entrepreneurial dentists along their journey from launch to scale to exit. My partners and I have a combined 70 years experience in the industry, and we focus our work exclusively in the group practice space. Well, we're back for part two of two on the M&A side of the business, and Ryan joins me again um, and is going to share with us uh, a look from his crystal ball that he carries airport to airport, city to city, uh, and, and he, he has, he has a, like a, this really interesting wooden box that he, he holds it in. Um, so he's going to wheel that out and, and take a look. Um, this is really a fascinating look about supply and demand and the powers and forces that drive valuation. I, I know you're all going to enjoy it as much as I do. Enjoy the show. This is Kevin Cumbus, co-founder and partner here at Tusk, and I'm joined today again with Ryan Mingus, Director of Mergers and Acquisitions. Ryan, how are you? Great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Uh, Looking forward to putting 2020 behind us and and start talking about 2021. You know what we should do? Let's just start doing that now. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, so if you want to hear about 2020, listen to the other podcast. This one is all about the future. That's right. All right, so 2021 is here. We're a couple days into January. Um, did anything magical happen at the stroke of midnight? No, not at all. Um, deals still piling up, trying to get, get to closing here in Q1 um, and, and bringing on new clients. Yeah, so we, we had some deals that we got to get closed this quarter. Yep. Um, they're, they look pretty well buttoned up, and I'm sure we'll get through all those. We're, we are getting a lot of phone calls now with, with new clients signing on uh, that are eager to get a deal done this year. Um, what, what's driving the market today from both the supply side and the demand side? Yeah, I think a lot of wait and see has now passed. There's not really much left to wait and see on, right? We, we The election's taken care of, economies are open back up, and, and we're in a new year. So I feel like that was a lot of the, the driving force behind our, our most recent uptick in, in onboarding of new clients and, sure. and discussions uh, about you know folks interested in going to market. A lot of people have their, their own motivations, but you know I, I think people are interested in, in partnership because of all that they endured, perhaps on their own pre-COVID uh, or throughout COVID rather. And then some of the, the major driving factors we feel um, in the market that are going to drive so much activity in 2021 are you know, obviously a lot of our buyers didn't get as many deals done last year yeah, a, a as they thought that they were. Um, so they've got they've got a, quite a bit of ground to make up. Now, now there were you know a couple of groups that that really got took advantage of the situation. They got great partnership with their their bank and their private equity sponsor, and they were closing deals. 
Um, but the vast majority of these large established DSOs ha- have a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, so I mean, we, we talk with these guys all the time, right? And, and they, they let us know, hey, we're looking to recap in the next 12 months or 24 months. And what they're really telling us is they're going to hit a target EBITDA. And when they hit that target EBITDA, then they're going to go to market and sell. Yep. Um, so 2020, if they didn't hit their marks, which very few groups did, they've got to make up for lost ground, get to that EBITDA hurdle, and then take their deal to market. Will this lead to higher valuations in your mind? Well, I think we all were of the opinion that 2019 valuations were were perhaps the peak, and we, we feel that we can achieve those at this point. We were we were achieving them through the end of last year um, and and into this year from a lot of the things that we have in market. So so I, I think that that's 2019 numbers are absolutely achievable here in 2021. When I think about getting back to 2019 multiples, I think about the cast of characters that were paying those multiples. And it feels like in 2021, the buyers have changed. And I think that the let's call them the legacy DSOs that were, they were putting healthy multiples on deals, um, they're still going to be ready buyers, but maybe not at the top of the market. Yeah, uh, they've probably softened a, you know, half a turn or so. Um. Just because of, of the, where their their balance sheet lives right now yep. and their relationship that they have with their bankers and, and where their core business is still. Yeah. You know? Well, right. So they've got they've got that legacy business, that core business that's still in recovery. But we're seeing some of the highest offers coming from private equity groups that yeah. have experience in the space. Maybe they've uh, invested in a platform before. They they know healthcare services. Many of them know the business of dentistry, and they're coming in with overwhelming offers right now. You and know, we, we're we're helping build a couple of those. It's- a couple of the, the big deals that we have to close in Q1 are directly with private equity groups. So we created a new buyer in the space, and we have a, a, a good look into where their goals and aspirations are post the, the initial transaction. I think the value that, that you bring to the market right now is knowing not just who the buyers are, but, but what differentiates them and what they're willing to pay compared to what they're willing to pay back in nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I think we're definitely having to earn our keep in in terms of sourcing buyers for our clients. I don't think there's any shortage of them, but but because they are perhaps smaller and more agile, um, maybe they don't have the same geographic reach. So we're really going to have to try and continue to source buyers that are interested in each specific deal that we have, not just broadly based um, these historically the large groups that that participate in virtually you know thirty out of the fifty states. Earlier, when we were just getting this thing kicked off, you mentioned that there was an election recently. I, I, I must have been under, <laughs> under a rock or something. What, what happened there? We got, we got a new president. Yeah. We, got, we have a new new new. Uh, there's evidently an election down in Georgia as well that was important. Um, now we have a, a Democratic White House, Senate, uh, and House of Representatives. Um, for some people, that that's that's um, that's making them a little concerned about what could happen in the tax code. Yeah, I think we we know that what Biden's plans are. They've been very clear. They're highly publicized. You can seek them out on any different mediums uh, out there in, in on the internet. They're they're pretty substantial increases, uh, specifically in our space with respect to capital gains. Um, a lot of the benefit of doing these transactions in in today's climate has been the favorable uh, capital gains uh, fees. So. 
If if it is to double as as it's projected to yeah, in, in Biden's hold on, hold on policy, for one second, let, let me let me give some context around this because you're saying it's going to double. So right now it's about it is the the max long term capital gains rate is at twenty percent, and Biden's proposal that's published is it would take that to thirty nine point six percent, which is close to doubling the long term capital gains. And then on the ordinary income tax rate, the max rate is thirty seven percent. His proposal is to drag that up to thirty nine point six. Does that mean the allocation of the purchase price doesn't matter anymore? If we're, if we're both at 39.6, my, my blended weighted average tax rate and from a federal perspective, hell, it's going to be 39.6. No way around it. Yeah, yeah. There's not as much gamesmanship that can be played with respect to allocation of purchase price from goodwill to fixed assets to, to, to reduce that taxable income. So, so effectively, you know, these deals are going to be taxed at 39.5% all the way around. Do you have any concern this is going to happen in 2021? I I think it's possible, um, but it's it, it, there's a lot for for this administration to to tackle in its first six months to 12 months. Yeah, and I don't know whether where this ranks in in their priority. But if we don't know, I mean, the, the best guidance I would give is, is is it's possible, but but we feel that it probably isn't going to happen until 2022. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting in the camp of to see this change come in in 2021. I I don't expect to see that. Uh, I think it's a huge lift. I think that there are plenty of items on the to do list that need immediate attention and and really are less polarizing as well. A good point, right? So this is this is something that will clearly get the time it is due, but it doesn't feel like 2021 is the year that we will see it. Um, But 2022 feels pretty certain to me yeah yeah he, he's it's it's been a, a big promise of his administration and, and their platform to to address this so uh, it, it's imminent for sure so we we're always thinking about our listeners our, our listeners are, are building um, remarkable businesses that are built to sell whether or not they ever sell them that that's 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 their decision sure. um but but i, I I think it's important to, to really wrap some hard numbers around this. What we're effectively talking about is an 18% increase in the federal taxes that you would pay upon the sale of your business. So that's not small potatoes. So, if, and so to offset that, you would need to grow your business substantially. Right. Right. So is, is, the, is the math, uh, if taxes are going up effectively 18%, uh, and I'm thinking percentage about points. percentage points. That's right. Percentage points, not 18 percent. Um, do I need to be thinking about selling my business? Like, what, what should I really be planning on here? Yeah, I mean, I think that it it makes perfect sense to try and get in when taxes are most favorable. Um, if if your business is in a good enough place to sell and, and received extremely well in the market, and it's going to fetch the, the max of valuation for for where you think your your business should be valued, or where we think your business should be valued. I, so I think it's uh, if my business is is at its peak or close, absolutely, twenty twenty one is the year to get a deal done. Yeah, I, I, I'll put a, a finer point on it. I, I think if you're thinking about selling your business in the next two to three years and you've got a team that's willing to commit and stick with you and, and you know sign on for a three- to five-year employment agreement, um, you need to act soon. You right. need to act quickly. It, it, it takes what, six months to go from uh, us beginning to work with you to getting a deal closed. Right. We're already in January. If you want 
100% certainty that you're not going to be subjected to these tax changes that are very likely coming down the pike, mm-hmm. you probably need to get on the phone with, with you or me sooner rather than later um, and at least verify and validate the adjusted EBITDA on the expected valuation range. Right. And, and if that doesn't meet your needs, well, by all means, bu- buckle up, get ready, um, and, and just know that you probably need to work for two or three years before you can clear up that kind of make up that ground that the the federal tax change is going to chew up for you. Yeah, and I think one of the other areas that I spend a lot of time and and you spend a lot of time is educating our clients on structures that we're able to achieve for them that give them the benefit in that year post-sale to to reach their full potential um, and that they're not leaving, they're not selling too early. And and those are very deep conversations to have and there are a lot of different levers and dials to those but but I think that that's a really important fact is that you know many of our clients are not selling at their their quote peak you know mm-hmm. many of them are on the upswing but we're able to get a deal structured for them that that is favorable enough to do a deal today in this great climate from a tax perspective while also giving them, you know, a benefit, a true up, or any number of mechanisms, you know, a year post close, two years post close, that if their business does improve substantially in that amount of time, that that they that they do get credit for it in some form or fashion. Yeah, that, that's right. Our buyers want to build equitable transactions, right? And they want to reward the clients that that do um, what they believe they can do post close and get them true upon valuation there. I just look at the the voracious appetite that the buyers have today and and the tax changes that are likely coming in the year 2022, and it feels like we're heading into a, a really good time to sell your business. Yeah, I think 2021 is going to be really exciting. I hope it doesn't end the way that 2020 did with six <laughs> transactions in 24 hours, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up that just that way. I think you're going to see more of the same. <laughs> I was having this this conversation with uh, Brian Coleo over at Dykema, and we we both believe it's going to be more of the same. Our our hope is that we start seeing it in October, and that we have you know six closings October, November, December, all on the same day. But I believe we're heading into a very 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 busy M and A year. I mean, we're already seeing it now with the deals we have have closing. Yeah, yeah. Q one is is going to be incredible been signing up folks actively uh, all month. Yep. Well, look, I, I really appreciate you bringing your crystal ball over to the studio. It's uh, it's interesting to look into. It's uh, you know pain in the butt to lug around, especially you know when I'm trying to stay carry on only. But um, <laughs> you know it'll it, it it's fine. It, it is. It, it's worth it to me. So I, I appreciate it. Um, well, guys, thank you all for, for joining us. If, if you want to join the conversation, um, we're here and would, uh, are more than happy to talk with you about your business, about uh, valuation trends and everything we're seeing. Ryan, can you tell them how to get a hold of us? Sure. So uh, Tusk Partners, uh, our website is, is a great avenue. You can book calls directly through that site and, and submit inquiries directly through our website. Or you can reach out to me directly uh, via email. It's ryan at tusk-partners.com. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, everybody. Y'all be safe out there. Awesome. Guys, look, 2020 is behind us. 2021 is here. It's going to be a fast and frenetic year. Um, we are so grateful to get to, to work with our clients and, and create for them 
transformational, multi-generational wealth each and every time. Ryan, thanks for being on the show. Always good to have you here. Um, really shared a ton of useful information and, uh, and just so excited to get to share that with all of our listeners. So look, I hope you're enjoying the new format uh, here on the podcast and ultimately find it highly educational. And if you do, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got topics or questions that you'd like for us to tackle, please drop us an email at info at tusk-partners.com. And of course, if you find this podcast to be a useful resource, we hope you'll share it with your friends and colleagues. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you next time.